Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you're at, and welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algets, and I'm joined, as always, by Maggie Lovett. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say as always, because there's a chance I might be joined by somebody else. This is true. <laughs> but, uh, that, uh, anyways, today on the episode, <laughs> we've got quite a, quite a few wonderful things for you to listen to us ramble on about. Uh, today we were talking about the Ardman animation, uh, clay situation, uh, which if you don't know what that is, we're going to fill you in on that. We're going to talk about Mickey Mouse's copyright coming up after it turns 95 years old and what that could mean for the wider media landscape. But before we get into that, let's jump into the box office numbers. Uh, but before we actually even do that, Maggie, how are you doing? I I'm doing ask how you I know. I was like, geez, I guess he doesn't care how I am today. <laughs> oh, I'm good. It's Monday. Um, it is Monday uh, and I'm like stressing about packing and like getting panel questions ready uh, for, you know, this weekend. So that that is solely where my mind is. Most people are worrying about like Thanksgiving and things of that nature. But see, I had Thanksgiving last weekend. I had it on Friday. Thanksgiving is coming past for me. It is over. Had a life day Thanksgiving. Very nice and very on brand. So very on brand. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, at least, you know, functioning. Yes. Uh, I know that it is going to be a very stressful week with for you with Fan Expo coming up. Uh, it's so, exciting too. So. Which we will we will talk a little bit about Fan Expo and what Maggie's going to be doing after we get through most of these stories when we do our little housekeeping segment there at the end. So stick around for that because she's got some exciting stuff coming. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's jump into the first story of the day, which is the box office recap for the weekend. And who boy, this has been a confusing weekend to try to track down the numbers for this. Uh, because there's been conflicting stories on who's on top and who's where and how much money is being made by what. But I think I have it pinned down. So I think that we're we're solid to go. So this weekend saw the saw the opening of two rather large uh properties. Well, I mean, I guess large relatively depending on how you look at it that is we have the new hunger games film the ballad of songbirds and snakes and we have a new trolls film trolls uh what's it called trolls band together 
is was out this weekend as well. Now, those two were the two films that were going to be the ones that you want to be paying attention to as far as the box office. And with the numbers coming in, it looks like Trolls Band Together is on top internationally, while uh, The Hunger Games was the domestic winner for us. Uh, internationally, Trolls Band Together pulled in about $108 million internationally across all markets, while The uh, Hunger Games pulled in about 98 million, 98, 99 million, depending on how you want to round that. But domestically speaking, Trolls Band Together pulled in only 30 million in US markets, whereas The Hunger Games pulled in 44 million. Uh, mm -hmm. that, I feel like that kind of tracks. Like you would expect the US to be maybe a little bit more Hunger Games focused than Trolls focused. I've never, I've never got the vibe that Trolls is that big here in the States. No. Are you, are you, did you grow up with troll dolls? Did you have troll dolls? No, I was actually just having this conversation with my mom. I never had the troll dolls. I do think I may have had like a trolls doll that like my grandmother got one of those like grab bags at like Salvation Army or Goodwill. And like yeah. there was a trolls doll in there. And I think that's like the extent of my, my trolls experience. Um, I have seen one of the trolls movies and I mean, they're fun. They're kind of like sing and, um, the, the one with the animals, I can't remember what it's called. Um, they're like all criminals, has a wolf and there's a Christmas special of it. This sounds guys. insane. I think I don't it's called know the bad you... guys. I think it's called the bad guys or something like that. And there's a holiday special coming sure. out. So that, yeah, it's a it's that same vein of like kids movies that like have a weird adult following as well. It sounds that sounds oddly bonkers. Like yeah, that, that one's actually quite fun. The the bad guys or whatever it's called. That one was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, but Hunger Games, uh, you know, as I said, it is a prequel to the main series. So a good jumping on point for, you know, sort of people who don't really know what's going on, but then also fans are going to be getting quite a bit out of it. I actually have not seen either of these movies, so I can't really speak no. to them. Uh, but that is your box office information. Outside of that, this week, uh, we also had Thanksgiving uh, mm -hmm. was pulling in some pretty good numbers. It did about 10.2 million domestically the marvels saw a fall off at the box office which is kind of to be expected going into you know subsequent weekends after the release you always do see a drop off people are making a huge deal about how much it dropped off but it's like guys it's the second weekend there's always a huge drop off or third weekend or i'm losing track of time time is becoming a blur for me we're uh, slipping into the uh, liminal space period of time from thanksgiving to new year's where like nothing actually matters or like exists yeah you just lose weeks you're just like i don't know what's happening in this weird bizarro world uh yeah. but yes uh so of course there's gonna be a drop off and then of course five nights at freddy's rounds out our top five at 3.5 million dollars domestically uh that film had way more legs than i expected it to considering that it was also streaming yeah, uh, but I agree. I guess, I guess people want to go see uh, animatronics doing animatronic things on the big screen. Can't yeah. really say that I blame them. But, no. You know. And I was really happy to see that both Saltburn and The Holdovers are doing well, considering they've only had limited theatrical releases. And those are the two that I'm like really rooting for. But, you know, one thing that I thought was really interesting in regards to Hunger Games is the fact that like, sure, we as like movie people know who Rachel is, who Hunter is, who Tom is, who Josh is. Like, those are all people that we're aware of, but they're none of them are household names. So the amount of money that made without having like somebody huge 
managed to anchor it is really impressive. And they also didn't spend buku bucks on it. So they're going to make back their money on it. I think that's something that hasn't been discussed a lot in relation to the success of that film. Um, also, it's been how many years since the last Hunger Games movie? And like, I think that's a really sizable amount of money to make in an opening weekend for that. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the film has... It's underperforming from what they sort of expected, apparently, yeah. but it's still doing well enough that it's it's justifying its existence at the very least. Yeah, and it's um, not like it has to make a certain amount to get a next one made or something like that. This is really yeah, a one and done, um, which I think is is a smart thing that they chose not to split it into two. Wouldn't be surprised, though, if this, you know, leads to more spinoffs set in the yeah. universe and things of that nature. It's a franchise. You're going to see that. Like, it's just going to happen. Um, and then Trolls, it's Trolls. <laughs> like it's, exactly. it's a, Trolls, Trolls, I think, I think nobody ever bought a Troll doll. I don't think that they were ever purchased. They just materialized in people's Kind of like Furbies? Yeah. Well, I mean, Furbies, people hate bought. Um, but I love my Furby. I don't know what's wrong with all y'all. My Furby was my BFF. It's creepy. Creepy as hell. Um, because like I had a troll troll doll when I was like a little kid and I'm just like, why do I have this? Nobody bought this. I buried what hair it. Color did it have? I don't remember because I like as a little kid it it weirded me out because I was like this little like weird naked thing with hair that stood straight up. I was like, what the I buried it under my back porch <laughs> while my brother and I were playing paleontologists. I was like, I'm gonna bury this and we'll dig it up later, and then we never did. Good. There's probably like Sometimes five or six more better. now. It's like spawned more under the deck. Yeah. <laughs> that, there's probably some Scandinavian folktale that this would like line up with. But I feel uh, like that's something that uh, Robert Eggers should take on. He'd do a really terrifying trolls movie. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Speaking of trolls, this like <laughs> this movie has nothing. This is absolutely nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. But I saw a movie at Fantastic Fest that actually applies to this that I want to that I want to talk about uh, okay. because I don't get to talk about it anywhere else. There's a movie that I saw called There's Something in the Barn. It's a Norwegian film uh, oh. about a, about a, an American family that moves to Norway because the father's like I think it was his uncle passed away and they inherited this house. And uh, they 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 discovered that there's a barn troll or barn elf, yeah, barn elf living in uh, their barn, and uh, shenanigans ensue. It's a is a really fun horror, but like not really. Uh, highly recommend it. So go check it out. That's I missed that one. Fantastic fest. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was just like one of those random movies that I went and saw, and I was like. Sure, I'll watch this. And it was a good time. So highly nice. recommend it. Uh, anyways, moving on to the next thing. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Ardman animation clay situation. Uh, so it was reported over the weekend that Ardman animation, I hope I'm saying that right. Ardman or Erdman. Ardman. I've never seen I've never seen it said out loud. So I've always just said Ardman. Uh, they're the company behind, you know, films such as Wallace and Gromit. Uh, Chicken Run, which is a big one for me. I grew up with Chicken Run. Love Chicken Run. Uh, flushed Away, if you're, you know, 
if that's your bag i never really liked that film that much but that's just because i don't know i think i was too old for that movie when it came out but anyways they it was reported over the weekend that they were in a little bit of trouble because the company that produces their clay i'm trying to see if i can find the name new clay products uh actually shut down they had to close their doors because uh the owners were retiring and nobody wanted to take over so they're just like you know what Guess this is the end of the run. Uh, and they produced a specific type of clay that Ardman animation that Ardman animation used the for end, their... the end of the chicken run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're the worst. Um but in like the best way possible. <laughs> Anyways, uh they were producing this this clay, they were gonna stop producing it, and it was reported that Ardman was in a tough spot because it seemed like they only had about enough clay for one more movie. They have a another Wallace and Gromit piece in the works uh so it seemed like that was going to be probably the last thing that they were going to be able to produce at least in their style uh however that's where the story was going to be for this show when i was making the show notes yesterday that was the current information that we had so i was like okay we're going to talk about this a little bit it has uh Arben has actually responded to this to this information and they they're just basically like hey guys we're in we're in a good spot this was their their statement that they released on twitter we are touched about recent concern over the future of our beloved clay creations but wanted to reassure fans that there's absolutely no need to worry we have high levels of existing stock of modeling clay to service current and future productions and much like wallace in his workshop we've been tinkering away behind the scenes for quite some time with plans in place to ensure a smooth transition to new stocks to continue to make our iconic productions so what was going to be a story that was going to be doom and gloom is actually like not that which is which is great yes. uh i maggie how are you how like were you worried I, was. I love Ardman. Like, I think one of the highlights of Star Wars Celebration earlier this year was getting to meet people who work for Ardman and getting to screen the Star Wars Visions Ardman uh, short at Star Wars Celebration in England, like the home of Ardman. And that was like, like the highlight of that. Um, and so I was really worried when I saw the story go up yesterday because I was like, I don't want this to be the end of Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit and like all of the stories that they have to tell because like claymation is great i'm a really big fan of both stop motion and claymation um i think i actually like both of those styles of animation more than like regular hand-drawn or like um you know visually created stuff i just like the medium it's so different i at and the very least think i like it better than 3d at the oh very yeah 100 percent. yeah like um uh, yeah, I was really worried. Uh, so I was really happy when they're like, guys, it's fine. We're, we're fine. But I also I was really touched to see how many people were like, I'm going to go into the clay business. Like, what do I need to do? Like, because it's a very specific kind of like plasticine um, clay that they use. And so it was just really fun to see people being like, do we need like a petition to the British government to like get this? Like, what do we need to do? This is like a national treasure. Um, so it was, just, it was really great to see just how many people react it. And to those of you who were like, well, this is great because I hate claymation. Shame on you. Shame on every single one of you. <laughs> you are a monster. You're a terrible person. <laughs> you have no joy in your life. Like, who hurt you? And I you? feel sorry for you. Because <laughs> uh, I saw those tweets and I was just like, who hurt you? How could you hate Wallace and Robert? Yeah, it was one of those things that when I, because I actually learned about it because I saw your tweet about it. Because uh, <laughs> I was like getting ready to pull stories and I was looking on Twitter and your tweet popped up to the top and I was like, oh, that's something we got to talk about. Yes. Uh, so, you know, because 
I, as I said, I grew up watching Chicken Run. I wasn't yeah. as much of a of like a Wallace and Gromit guy. I watched some of it, but like with my childhood, it just wasn't something that we watched. Uh, yeah. But still, it's it's such a such a great medium, um, and to see one of the big studios in that area shut down would have been would have been incredibly incredibly sad and would have been a major tragedy but i'm i'm thankful that we get to we get to put kind of a happy ending on this so if you see people today uh spreading the news that they're in trouble make sure to let them know no it's okay Ironman said that they are in a good place and you can trust what they're going to say that isn't just pr spin i kind of figured that they would have figured yeah. out an alternative like this is something that they work so closely with the company that I would imagine that they knew this was coming and yeah. it wasn't like a shock to the system. Uh, but yeah, And hey, you know, true. I think this was the best marketing they could have possibly done for the new chicken run. Yeah. Dawn so. of the nugget. I mean, it was like, it worked really well accidentally for them that people are like, no, we can't lose this. And so I guarantee it's going to do really well when it lands on Netflix. That is such a fantastic name. <laughs> Film, by the way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, but anyways, moving on from that to something a little bit potentially infuriating, potentially, uh, it really just depends on how you feel about Disney in general. Let's talk about Mickey Mouse turning 95. Now, Mickey Mouse turning 95 might seem like one of those things where you're like, oh, that's cute. He's 95 years old. Yay. Happy birthday, Mickey. But here's the thing. Mickey Mouse turning 95 is actually a pretty big and important landmark in terms of like legal yeah, reasons. he can now officially run to be a senator. Um. <laughs> yes, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> Jokes about our about our aging uh, <laughs> legislative body. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, no, at ninety five years old, Mickey Mouse uh, officially is running to the end of his copyright protections. Uh, which means that next year, when this time rolls around, if something doesn't change, Mickey Mouse will fall into the public domain. Now, there is a couple, there are a couple asterisks on this. One thing here is that Steamboat Willie will be in the public domain, but Mickey Mouse is still a registered trademark. And trademark does not expire the way that copyright does. It actually exists within perpetuity. So... Mm-hmm nobody's going to be producing new Mickey Mouse cartoons that are not Disney. That's not a thing because it's still a registered trademark of Disney. But that is not the 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 big important thing to pay attention to. Whenever Mickey Mouse comes up historically, whenever he comes up for the end of his copyright like situation, it has always caused a major shift in copyright law and it's called it's always caused an extension uh this has happened several times 
1977 was the first time that it happened where Mickey Mouse was going to be going into public domain. And that's when we had the, uh, what was it called? The Copyright Term Extension Act, also known as the Sonny Bono Copyright Act or the Mickey Mouse Act. Uh, that was the first one that extended it. Then we had one in 1997 that all that did was kick the, it kicked the can down the road a little bit to 1998, which was the next time that it happened. And that, and then there was 2019 where it happened. And now we're coming up on yet another one. So what is, what is this potentially going to mean? Well, if things go the way that you expect it to, to go because of how it has in the past, Disney will probably either already has or is going to start pushing lobbyists super hard to get another extension on copyright. Mm -hmm. Which might sound like something that isn't really a concern, or maybe you might even think that that's a good thing. It's not. Um, because here's 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 something you need to understand. And And Maggie, maybe you can speak to this a little bit. I'm sure that you have thoughts and opinions on this. Things falling into the public domain is a good thing, mm -hmm. culturally. As a society, it is good for things that we, as a society, recognize as an important thing for it to eventually become the property of everybody so that yeah. it can be built upon, so it can be used as something that people can use to grow their own ideas and projects is historically a good thing. So copyright being further extended is only going to inhibit that ability. Maggie, you want to, you want to have anything to add to this? The only way in which I could see this being a positive is if Disney packages in their next slate of lobbying with something to also protect against AI, uh, which I clearly believe is gearing up both with Disney and just everybody else whose intellectual property is being infringed by this, you know, AI situation. And so it does make me wonder because I've seen a lot of AI Mickey Mouse, um, stuff if disney will use that um and then i'll be like yeah that's fine if you extend your copyright if you also protect intellectual property um so i could see that happening just because it's coinciding with such a large kind of movement that's happening already and since there does seem to be some stuff with disney already going after people who are using things like their trademarked logos and things like that maybe they'll package it in and in which case then I'll be like, okay, Disney, do your thing, fight the fight. Cause Mickey Mouse has always been able to fight the fights that other people otherwise would not be able to fight. So that's the only place in which I see it being a positive. I also just, I don't want to see blood and honey style Mickey Mouse movies. <laughs> so there's yeah, a certain, there's a certain part of me that's like, can it not go into the public domain? Because that's just weird. That's that's the thing is that that is a recent example of a major recognizable character falling into public domain and being used. Like, here's the thing. Winnie the Pooh falling into public domain is a good thing. Whether yeah, or not you 100%. think that Blood and Honey was a good thing, that is entirely up for debate. But that also brings me to another interesting point about all of this. If a character falls into public domain, that doesn't necessarily mean that the way that they are depicted in later works is fair game yeah. an example of this is sherlock holmes mm -hmm. uh there was with enola holmes there was a whole legal whole 
situation because Sherlock Holmes was perceived by some people to be sharing traits that only appeared in later works of Sherlock Holmes that were not in the public domain. So yeah. when something falls into public domain, you have to you have to try to almost put your own spin on it. Dracula is a great example. Dracula himself is in public domain, but the Bela Lugosi Universal Dracula is not. Yeah. So you can't have the, you know, I want to suck your blood, blah, like Dracula without talking to Universal. Yeah. It has to be its own thing. So even if Mickey Mouse were to fall into the public domain and it wasn't protected by trademark, which it's going to be, uh, you, would, you wouldn't be able to have the same Mickey. Yeah. It would have to be a different take on the Mickey that you saw specifically in Steamboat Willie, because that is what is going to be falling into public domain. Which is not... frankly the most terrifying Mickey Mouse. I mean, that Steamboat Willie Mickey is like prime for a horror movie. I mean, there was there was a horror game that was basically based around that style of animation. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's terrifying stuff. But it's just something that you should be aware of as someone who consumes media, that this is potentially going to be something that is going to impact the industry as a whole. Um, you can form your own opinions on whether or not you think that it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's entirely up to you. Uh, I would just say... Honestly, this is one of those things that is actually really, really interesting. At least I think so, as somebody who has a degree in media. Uh, so it might be worth, you know, reading some books, reading some articles, checking it out, learning a little bit about the situation and seeing what it is. But outside of that, happy birthday to Mickey Mouse, I guess. Uh, <laughs> his birthday was, I want to say, yesterday, I think. I think yesterday was the actual official day. It might have been Saturday. But... Uh, yeah, so just pay attention to that for next year. Be aware that it is a thing that is going to be happening. I will say that if copyright isn't extended, though, we're going to have a fun next few years because there are other major characters who will fall into the public domain if it doesn't get extended. Uh, within the next five years, we will see Batman and Superman joining the public domain, which could be exciting. Very uh, but the same same deal with Mickey Mouse. I feel like that's not going to happen. Warner Brothers won't let it happen. Uh, no. Well, you know, with how Warner Brothers is right now, Zaslav might just sell them off to the highest bidder. <laughs> just saying. You're not wrong. Anyways, that's that's all that we have story-wise for Collider Dailies today. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. We're going to do a little bit of house cleaning. First of all, at the beginning of the show, we teased that Maggie was going to talk about what she's doing at Fan Expo. So, yes. Maggie, if you want to give a little bit of a spiel for everyone. Yes. So, uh, this weekend, I will be moderating panels for James Marsters from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm doing a panel for the Ladies of Charmed a panel for awesome women in sci-fi. And then to cap off the weekend, I am moderating a panel for Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Mr. Ewan McGregor, which I just cannot believe is happening and I'm very excited for. Uh, and we will also be doing a Collider Dailies episode live from the creator stage on Friday. So if you are attending Fan Expo in San Francisco, be sure to come. It will be myself and Arzu. And if you aren't joining us for that, you will be able to watch it next week when we drop the episode here on YouTube Collider Extras. 
that'll be exciting stuff. I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm very excited to see you guys do a live episode. I'm going to be, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the thing for me is that like, because I've been working behind the scenes on this show so much with Perry and with everybody. And it's, it's, it's exciting to finally see one thing that we talked about in the early days when we were conceptualizing this show, when we were all talking, we were all like, Oh yeah, it'd be cool to do live episodes together when we're at events and things of that nature. So it's going to be really cool to see it. Uh, and it's going to be especially cool to see both you and Arzu doing it. I, know, I think really that's, that's a great pairing right there because you guys are just a lot of fun to see talk to each other. So seeing you guys in one place doing it is going to be a great time. Uh, okay. So yeah, if you're at Fan Expo, go check out those things. See what see what Maggie's doing. Arzu's going to be there. See what she's doing. Uh, and just have have a good time all around. I am actually quite uh, I'm quite jealous because I actually wish I was at Fan Expo because it sounds like there's going to be a ton of super fun stuff. It honestly might be of the of the like conventions since like the strikes happened. It seems like this is going to be the fun one. Because, it is, and I'm like, wow, we we timed this perfectly. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, both of the both of the big comic cons this year, San Diego, and New York you know we're in the middle of the strikes we weren't there was a lot of stuff that would have been there that wasn't there and now it seems like it's all going to be at fan expo so you know that's pretty exciting stuff so we lucked out you had fun with that uh also one more thing that this is this is my my usual spiel that if you've been watching this show uh all month you've heard this but i'm gonna keep doing it all the way up until the end of the month uh if you might notice i am particularly fuzzy wuzzy uh and that's because i am taking part in no shave november which is something that i feel rather strongly about it's about raising awareness for prostate cancer uh so on that note i'm going to drop a link in the chat here to uh get you to don't or there will be a link to the american cancer society so that you can go and uh donate if you can to help fight cancer to help fund cancer research something that is incredibly important not just for prostate cancer but for all cancer of all shapes and sizes uh because it is a it is a curse that needs to be broken it is a pox on humanity that needs to be taking out uh and so yeah be sure to go do that uh i myself will be donating as well this month at the end of the month i'm going to drop as much as i can like you know i have to do it within my means but around the time that i shave i usually also donate so i will be doing that as well so anything that you can throw out there would be great if you can't just spread the word it's it's something that i think everyone across the board should probably care about uh and with that that is all that we have today for collider dailies join us tomorrow where perry and steve will be talking about something i don't know uh and they'll be doing all that and having a great time uh we will be here for the rest of the week we do have something for thanksgiving that is going to be coming out is going to be a pre-recorded interview we're not going to tell you who but be sure to watch for that that's actually going to be maggie and i doing that interview and we're super excited i'm i'm I am pumped for you guys to find out who we're actually talking to. Uh, it's it's going to be a great time. But, you know, so stick around. All throughout this week, there's going to be more Collider Dailies. We're going to be bringing you all the news that you care about and uh, some that you probably don't as well, because that's how this works. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you have a magnificent rest of your day, and I will see you next time. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.